From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, Computer Music Murmurs in the UK, Peter Zanoviev and EMS. So we recently lost another great pioneer of synthesizer technology, Peter Zanoviev, founder of EMS in the UK in 1969. That company made the popular VCS-3 and Synthi-100 synthesizers used by many British and European musicians in the early 1970s. Zinoviev was a British citizen of Russian heritage, a graduate of Oxford with a degree in geology. He developed an amateur interest in electronic music during the mid-1960s. Zinoviev was an interesting fellow, and with the mind of a scientist and the instincts to invent electronic devices and instruments that musicians could use, Zinoviev set himself the task of creating the best private electronic music studio that money could buy. An amateur when it came to electronics engineering, he turned to people such as David Cockrell to do his engineering with him. Zinoviev was imaginative and nonetheless an original thinker overflowing with unique ideas for mechanizing the process of creating electronic music. The VCS-3, introduced in 1969, was a small monophonic modular synthesizer that could sit on a desktop. It was later packaged into another model that could fit in a briefcase. It was priced at 330 pounds, which was about $1,200 at the time, a modest price by modular synthesizer standards of the day. It was voltage-controlled and was equipped with three oscillators, two input amplifiers, a noise generator, a ring modulator, a low-pass filter, what they called a trapezoid envelope generator, voltage-controlled spring reverberation, and a joystick controller, which was quite unique for a synthesizer at the time. Instead of using patch cords, it had a unique patch matrix into which pegs were inserted to connect the components. The VCS-3, as a fairly compact unit, smaller certainly than any keyboard that a musician might take to a gig, suddenly became a favorite of many rock musicians, especially those based in the UK and Germany. The VCS-3 quickly earned a reputation for mangling sounds, but delightfully so. Its oscillators were sensitive to ambient temperature, but also to its own heat if it were turned on for a long time. This made the instrument peculiar as a special effects machine, churning out all manner of scrambled audio signals to the delight of musicians. This desktop synthesizer was followed by the making of a huge console instrument created for the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, the Synthi 100. The Synthi 100 was introduced in January 1971 at a cost of a mere 
6,500 pounds, or about $24,000, and 30 to 40 units were made. What is generally overlooked in Zinoviev's history is his pioneering work in computer music, and that will be the focus of the tracks we are going to hear today. Peter Zinoviev was invested heavily in experiments with computer music. He was trying to find a way to join digital and analog technology, primarily to store and edit sounds digitally. He said one time, quote, I liked doing electronic music by recording sounds, and it was very early on that I realized that cutting tape was a hopeless procedure. Really, this had to be done in a more sensible way, and this was the beginning of the digital age. Unquote. Toward the goal of eliminating tape editing, Zinoviev and engineering partner David Cockrell first experimented with creating electromagnetic signals for sequencing or triggering tones, but without much success. Frustrated with analog equipment, Zinoviev purchased an American-made DEC PDP-8-S mini-computer, the same kind of mini-computer used by industry in business and scientific applications. It was one of the first such computers in a private residence and cost roughly as much as a small house. He and Cockrell wrote programs for the computer to edit and sequence sounds. What they had accomplished was to introduce the computer as a control and memory device for storing and playing music. This paralleled similar developments at Bell Labs in the United States and several university computer centers around the world. But Zinoviev was pretty oblivious to those activities, so his work took him down a different path. The Zinoviev Studio, or EMS Studio, became a hive of activity and attracted many visitors, including Robert Moog, Karl Heinz Stockhausen, Ray Dolby, and British composer Harrison Birtwistle. You can read a more complete history of EMS in my book, Electronic and Experimental Music. So here today, we are going to listen to several works produced at the private studio of EMS with Zinoviev at the helm. We'll listen to these in roughly chronological order to give you a sense of Zinoviev's progression in techniques and style. And the dates here will range from the late 60s to the mid 70s. Zinoviev's experiments with sound sampling is represented here by three works. Agnes Day, Chronometer, and Rossi Digitized. Note the briefness of the digital samples of the voice due to the limited computer memory available. But remember, this was about 10 to 15 years prior to the availability of sound samplers on a commercial level. Then there's January Tensions, a real-time electronic work for computer released in 1968 on the cybernetic serendipity music album released from the ICA. The use of a computer to sequence, analyze, and edit sound is evident in all of these works. I've also included a couple of tracks by the progressive group Curved Air, led by Francis Monkman. These were entirely produced in the EMS studio. I've also included a flexi-disc that was packaged with Audio Magazine in the UK, produced at the EMS Studios and featuring examples of synthesized instrumental and other sounds. Also note that the excerpts from Curved Air included in this audio magazine are also played in entirety later in the program. 
Let's listen now to works by or created by Peter Zinoviev, a pioneer of electronic music synthesis. This is Tom Holmes, and you are listening to the Archive of Electronic Music.
Audio, electronics, computers and magnetic tape recorders have for some years been harnessed together to compose, generate and reproduce music with a complex of voices, musical phrasing and dynamic range that would be almost impossible to achieve even with a whole orchestra of conventional musical instruments. From this has emerged the electronic music maker of the future, the music synthesizer. If you like the sounds you're going to hear now, Details about complete records of synthesizer music will be found in this first edition of Audio Magazine. The synthesizer looks rather like a giant electronic organ and is a complex of electronics that can be used not only to imitate the voices of known musical instruments, but also to create some that have never existed. In other words, it can create new musical voices and sounds. But first, imitation the sound of a known musical instrument, the flute. Sounds with a greater degree of harmonics than a flute such as those produced by a trumpet, are no problem for a synthesizer. 
the synthesizer can also produce sounds in the lower pitch range, like those from a tuba. Rhythmic patterns of percussion sounds can also be created. Another use for the synthesizer is to produce artificial sound effects. Here's an example, the familiar sounds at the seaside. Now let's couple the music synthesizer to a computer which has been programmed to provide variations on an original passage of music. The piece is called A Lollipop for Papa and was produced by Peter Zinoviev. The synthesizer can also recreate original orchestral sound, as this extract from Dvorak's Symphony No. 6 will illustrate. music has another kind of use for the music synthesizer, in live performance with other musical instruments. Here's an extract from Messin by Manfred Mann. Finally, a piece by Vivaldi, performed on a Synthi 100 music synthesizer by Francis Monkman of Curved Air. Mm -hmm. 
you've enjoyed this record, you'll certainly appreciate Audio Magazine, which will cover all aspects of reproduced sound. Audio's intention is to enhance your enjoyment of leisure listening.
scene. The concert hall is crowded. This is Tom Holmes, and you are listening to the Archive of Electronic Music. I hope you enjoyed this appreciation of the electronic music of Peter Zinoviev. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge. Details about each of these works can be found on the playlist of the podcast website. Thanks so much for listening. So long until next time from the Archive of Electronic Music. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, 
go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>